Hello Waterdavians, this is episode 7 of the D&D Buffet Plays Autumn in the City, an actual play podcast of Waterdeep Dragon Heist. My name is Joe, and I play Rupert Paddington, the ageing bugbear wizard scribe. Rupert is the first wizard PC I've ever played, and I'm having a lot of fun discovering the ins and outs of the classic RPG class that is the wizard. Before we started this adventure, I know I wanted to play an older mage instead of a more typical young wizard or sorcerer who is discovering their burgeoning new powers for the first time. So the next step was to come up with a backstory which didn't involve amnesia or prolonged periods of isolation, or something else which could explain why Rupert's magical abilities manifested so late in life. I'm very excited with the concept I settled on, and I look forward to it coming out through the rich story which George is weaving into this campaign. When we left the party last episode, our five heroes had cleared out the dilapidated building Trollskull Manor, the building which Volo signed over to them in lieu of the hundred dragons he promised for the rescue of his friend Floon. The spectres and ghouls put up a staunch defence of their haunt and nearly took Remy out of the fight for good. Now only lift the friendly ghost of their previous landlord remains. After the fight, Remy received a scroll, inviting him for an audience with Davil Starsong, the Zentarum agent at the Yawning Portal. Broxley Fairkettle, the halfling, stopped in to invite the guys to join the Fellowship of Innkeepers, who could facilitate the extensive renovations of Trollskull Manor for a substantial fee. Avon dropped a bombshell. She's actually the runaway daughter of the noble Rosnar family. This triggered a memory from Dimple, revealing that it was at a noble family function six months ago, when the young gnome tragically lost his loop-playing fingers and almost his life at the hands of a mysterious drunken mage. With multiple leads and tasks for the party to follow up on, what will the adventurers decide to do next, after a well-earned short rest, of course? Find out now on episode 7. There's no place like Gnome. Here we are now in the... What do we call this again? The Trolls Bay and Keep? Yeah. That's what it's yeah. I mean, it's not set in stone if anyone wants to change it, just because like I've made a thing, so I can change that. But I like the name. Same. Yeah, so what? I'm is it Trolls that. Bane Keep for the whole thing and then Trolls Bane Tavern for the pub? Or is the pub called Trolls Bane Keep as well? Makes sense to have a pub name and a house name, I think. So you guys are Fair. in your new gaff. It's probably getting on to late in the afternoon, maybe towards early evening. Um, Lith has already begun shaking out a few rugs he may be in your little yard out the back he's got a heavy rug that you know he's beating the dust out of and the mites out of in, in the alley beyond and you guys can sort of maybe one of you is doing a bit of a spit shine on one of the windows looking out at the the alley itself and the various properties and shops and people bustling around you guys why don't you guys tell me what you're up to what's uh what are you doing to get a feel for this place I think we should meet the neighbours. Have you brought anything for them? Um, no, but I think it would be the proper thing to do to go around. We saw some quite interesting looking shops on our way over. It would be good to just go and introduce ourselves as the new as the new owners and, you know, announce our intentions for reopening the tavern, perhaps invite them in once we're open. And I wanna know what they're selling. Hey, Avon, um, why don't you come join me in the common room and stop yelling across the house? But I'm just so excited to have my own bedroom with a door I can lock. I can't hear you. 
<laughs> I make my way down. Everyone flies. Oh wait, I think we've all decided to go to different common rooms. Is there multiple? Is there multiple? Oh wait, I think <laughs> me and Ree did the wrong thing. We went to the tap room by mistake. I quite like this to be fair though, because it's like, this is like, it looks like a little bit of a battle planning room almost. Do you know what I mean? And then... <laughs> oh, room. oh, yeah. Dragonstone from Game of Thrones. With yeah. Stannis moving all the pieces. <laughs> I like this. I think this should be where we have sort of, you know, prep meetings, meetings and things like that. Yeah. Born meetings. What, what was that name you just said there? Uh, yes, you know, it's something I've been turning over in my mind for a while since we met during the season of autumn. Thought it quite fitting. There's something poetic about it. I like it. Yes, I thought so. Thank you. Well, at least right. now we have something to sign on the dotted line, anyway. Indeed. Now, uh, what was that you were saying about meeting the neighbours again? I want to know what our neighbours are selling in those delightful little shops we passed. Sp- particularly the one with the cat's eyes on the sign outdoors. I'm quite intrigued by that one. But also, I think we ought to go and pay Rupert's brother a visit this evening and see what the deal is with this Mr. Broxley who showed up at such a convenient time. Oh, yes, yes. I'll, um, I'll, send, I'll send word out with, uh, with Philippe that uh, we are to be expected. I- I'm sure the... Uh... I'm sure my bro will have no problem. Uh, Wilfred is a he's a good man. He's a good bear. And, uh, and may I ask, is he blue the same as you are? Uh, you'll have to wait and see, won't you? Oh, surprise! Okay. <laughs> Personal. Do you not think, Evan? You don't know about his family situation. Oh, I, I think we're I think we're past that now. What's uh, what's the skin tone between the Autumnborn Company? That's what I say. <laughs> we don't see color. <laughs> Um, I hope there's five of you and you're like Power Rangers. I don't know if you guys have that here. Back in Corsair, we love it. (laughs) I love that story one day. Let's meet the neighbours. Yes, I'd very much like to go and look at that magical dragon statue outside local local sandwich place. (laughs) Maybe a greasy spoon we can have a a bite to eat in. Or can we have breakfast in? We'll be be Greg's in D&D land. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So you guys um, probably have no provisions or stores. Um, I mentioned previously that there's a few casks of sour wine. There might be some like extremely rotten, moldy bread, a few crusty heels lying around here and there. But, you know, there's nothing substantial. We must make sure that if we are to open shop as a tavern, we must make sure that we stock Mert's Mallow. I wrote that one down because it was <laughs> rather nice. What on earth is that? Is it? It's a wine, Alan. You'll have to try. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm, I will say I'm not pushing for the mud, mud wash in uh, the Torres Bain Keep. Neither I am I. We're going to have that on tap, though. We all, we all, it's our drink. It's our, it's our group drink. You've had such t- good times getting drunk. On, or was that just me? I think that I think was just it, me. I think it was just you, Dimple. If we wanted to serve food, I could provide us with some fish as well. All conversations I think we ought to have with Rupert's brother. Sounds he great. Could, he could advise us. Right, come on. I'm sure I saw a grog's outside. Let's get a sausage roll. <laughs> <laughs> so, I fucking um, said that to him off mic. That's so shit. <laughs> <laughs> so shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'll just I'll just read you the brief description of um, Troll Skull Alley once more, so you can get a bit of a flavour for what you're looking at. So many businesses operate out of Troll Skull Alley, and as you walk, you see a small wooden sign above a shop's main door with a bent nail protruding from it. A sign on another seemingly unremarkable building shows an orange and black sign featuring a cat's eyes. Further down the alley, you see a bookshop's doors flung wide open beneath a charming sign of a gold dragon curled around a treasure hoard of books and scrolls. Smoke and steam billow from the many windows around a forge where metals, armour and tools are being made. A three-storey townhouse nestles between two smaller buildings, and as you look up, you notice the entire top floor is made of glass through which the pale sunlight penetrates. Translucent glass walls allow anyone looking from the street to see a rainbow of flowers blossoming within. I would like to visit the Cat's Eyes sign shop first, unless anybody has any objections. I'm quite easy. What say the rest of you? Lead the way, Miss. A bit of mystery. Yes, by all means. So as this is all going on, I think you said it was coming up to late evening, right, George? Uh, early evening at the moment. Early evening. I think um, Alan uh, sort of, as as the, the gang is going to leave the house, he's going to take a moment and placing his hand onto his, um, his symbol of Eldath, he's going to, you know, channel his newfound uh, druidic shape-shifting ability and... Uh, He's going to shapeshift into a mastiff uh, so that, you know, five of us, he thinks it's a bit, it's a bit, you know, it's a lot of us. We don't want to seem too, uh, too imposing or catch too much attention as we travel around the town. And uh, so we have a giant dog instead. Well, <laughs> he's not giant. He's a puppy dog. He's a good little boy. Now, Ulan. I have a very important question to ask you, and I'm asking this in all seriousness. If I were to obtain a saddle, <laughs> would I be able to ride you into battle? Yes or no? <laughs> I think that's a yes. <laughs> he didn't say no, that's for sure. He can't. It's the beauty of asking them when they sh- they are wild-shaped silly druids. They never wait. Okay, so um, you guys head to this building here, which overlooks a little market just outside, and there are people um, sort of heading that, around. For the party. Uh, in... Yeah, okay, cool, yeah, nice. Um, there are um, smoke from lots of little cooking fires, cooking all sorts of uh, meats and vegetable kebabs on, um, on skewers, um, and there's you know vegetable like a grocer's store people shouting get your strawberries get your blueberries going on around here little marketplace that's sort of thriving with people not to the point where you're like busting into each other as you as you walk along you can walk along as a four or five with the mastiff um you know quite easily um but then you come to a you come to a unremarkable looking building um, its only distinguishing mark is an orange and black sign featuring a cat's eyes. Um, there's a heavy, dark wood door with some glazed panes that you can sort of peer through. Um, and inside you can see um, an, a regal apartment 
dimly lit by flickering oil lamps. All of the wood is dark. All of the furniture is dark. But these oil lamps that um, glimmer on the walls provide a sort of ruddy glow. Um, and you see, working at a large desk at the back of this um, property, um, in a very, very smart, sharp suit, smoking a slim pipe, a uh, human man. Ooh. Um, I'd like to... Is the door open? Uh, yeah, it, it, if you put some weight on it, it sort of swings away from you. I'll knock on the door as I push it open. Hello? Hello? Oh, hello. Come in. Come in. Oh, hello. Uh, hi. Um, we're your new neighbours. Um, we've recently come into possession of Troll Skull Keep. Uh, I think we're going to rename it, actually. Um, yes. Hi, we're your neighbours. How charming to meet you. My name is Vincent Trench. Welcome to the Tiger's Eye. It's, uh, it's, it's very nice of, uh, of you guys to clear out those horrible ghosts. I know that they've been causing a bit of problem. May I ask what it is that you sell? Well, uh, would you like to come have a, a sit down opposite my desk? Uh, oh, if, if my friends wouldn't mind, everybody. Oh, absolutely. Come on in. Come on in. Hello. And there's a, there's a few sort of very luxurious leather armchairs. You know, the, is it a wing-back kind of number with, like, the pouched uh, the pouched leather um, with, Ooh, like, yes. brass... Um, you know what I'm talking about, those little the, pouches. The studs, the, yeah. Yeah, the studs, yeah. And they're cushy and they're comfy and they've got beautifully carved... Like, Has he got a Chesterfield sofa as well? That's what I was looking for, oh, Chesterfield. There is absolutely a Chesterfield sofa. I think Remy will uh, lean over and just nudge Rupert and be like, this, this is a type of uh, chair you are after, right? This uh, this wing oh, back? This is a magnificent chair. I could see myself spending oh, forever and ever just uh, any sort of very, like, just not cautiously, but just, like, respectfully seats himself into this chair and mm. just sinks into it. And he's just like... Oh yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that's good, Jay. Oh. Sorry, I forgot before we go on. Obviously, all your inspiration dice are reset. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, we will have to ask you where, where we could find such a such a chair for you in the in the study, Rupert. Yes, yes, please, Master Trench. Where where could we? Uh... How could we possibly obtain such fine furniture as this? Well, this one was actually bought with a wooden nail. Uh, just, uh, just down around, Well, it's right next to you, actually. Uh, ah! Wooden nail. Go and see. Uh, go and see Tally. Tally Failbranch. He'll, uh, he'll sort you out. Oh, don't mind if I do. Thank you very much, sir. Wonderful. Now, if you, you wouldn't, if you would excuse me, I'm just going to be. Right <laughs> <here>. <laughs> you Any... sit. You sit comfortably, sir. Don't you worry about it at all. Just. Uh, Okay, so yes, my name is Vincent Trench. It's a pleasure to have you in my uh, establishment. Delightful to meet you. My name is um, Avon Francis. Hello, Avon. Pleasure. And um, he gestures to a, a small golden plaque that's on his desk and it says V Trench on it. Um, I like that a lot. So, um, are you aware of what I what I do out of this Not place? in the slightest. How wonderful. Um, it's always nice to meet a new client. Um, well, I'm a, uh, I'm the the city's best private detective. Any oh, secret you like uncovering, I can uncover it. How Any wonderful. person you like finding, 
I can find them for you. It will cost you, of course. It's a, it's a, it's a, a premium service that I offer. Absolute discretion at all times, of course. Of course. Can um, I roll yeah. an insight check, please? Yeah, go on. Ooh, not bad. Uh, 21. Um, yeah, he seems to be telling the truth. Seems cool, to be so he's not, he's not part of it. He is, uh, he's the real deal. Oh, it's, okay, yeah. So, um, well, he seems um, extremely confident that okay. he can do what he's telling you. Um, yeah. You get a vibe that maybe there's something just beyond the surface that might not be quite... You know, right? But this is a shady business. You think it's you know this is yeah. private detective work. You know, PI stuff is it's not always above board, and you get a sort of feel that that might be what is you're picking up on there, Rupert. Okay. I've got a great, um, great service history in the city of Waterdeep. I've been here for many years myself. I know all the streets, all the back alleys, anywhere a crook might hide, anywhere a. Um, someone who needs to be found might be lurking. Any dark places? How wonderful. Keep his beady eyes on them. If you would, uh, any secrets you'd like to uncover, just uh, please come and speak to me and we can negotiate a price. How wonderful. I'm sure we may have use of your services at some point. Um, come closer. Oh, I lean in. Closer. Oh, I lean in more. I can... I can, and he sort of looks to the the door. I can kill people if you need me to. Oh goodness! Of course, you know that's uh, that's the old trench talking. But um, yeah, of if, course. If, um, wow. any, any service will have a price, obviously. But uh, any oh, service you yes. require. Well, it has been wonderful to meet you, and we are also here to extend an invitation once we open the doors of the tavern again to come and join us for a drink oh fantastic that'll be lovely um do you have merch malone i can assure you we will if i have anything to do with it I hate the stuff keep it well away from me thank you <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, I'm messing around of course i'd love to come over and uh, and see what you've done with the place very intriguing indeed it'll be nice not to walk past every morning and hear the sounds of ghouls bashing on the window panes we shall send you an invitation once renovations are complete wonderful thank you so much and uh, again if you need anyone kit followed need anyone of course followed, i will of course assist you we shall bear you in mind he's such a really nice guy good day Bye. <laughs> that was wonderful. I hope all of our neighbours are as nice as he is. I think Alan is going to do a, a little growl of... Hmm, he's not sure if he trusts this character quite yet. Well, I liked his furniture, Alan. Speaking of furniture, Rupert, would you like to go and visit the Bent Nail Sign Shop? I would, but I'm also torn between uh, the mysterious-looking... Uh, Magic shop or arcane, arcane shop over there with the dragon outside. It, oh, it really caught my eye on the way over. Perhaps we should flip a coin for who we visit first. Well, it's an excellent idea. Let's let the fates decide. Uh, odds dragon, evens wooden nail. Going to the wooden nail, folks. Oh, hey. Rupert, hey, I shall hey. let you lead the introductions on this one. Oh, thank you very much. 
So you guys uh, walk down the street further away, uh, back towards Trollskull Manor, and you um, come to a small shop <clears throat> with a wooden sign hanging above the main door. Um, the sign is completely bare, apart from a large bent nail that sticks out of it. Um, Sorry, there's... Sorry? No, no, I was going to say, was it the bent nail? I've got the wooden nail written down here. I don't know why. Yeah, the, the, the bent nail, yeah. So, so, so there's like a, a showroom kind of thing at the front, which uh, is charming. It contains displays of ornate wooden furniture, uh, as well as a selection of bows and crossbows. The wall behind the counter Ooh. is lined with rows of finely carved wooden canes, quarterstaffs, and shields. And Ooh. through a door in the back, you can hear um, the sound of sandpaper on um, on wood. Uh, yeah, sharp rap on the door as we enter. Uh, hello, hello. Is it, do you know if Tally is around? Can we find Tally here? Talisolvnar. <laughs> I can't read this word. <laughs> Talisolvnar Fellbranch at your service. Oh, it's what a delight to meet you. My name is Rupert. We um these Please are my, call me my Tally. Oh, Tally, of course. Um these are my friends here. They uh we we've just we've just taken uh, taken up residence in the the Trolls Bane Keep as it's uh, being renamed. Fantastic, fantastic. And you look upon like a, a tall, well-built half-elf man. He's got um, sort of long hair bunched in a bit of a bun at the back, um, and he's got a like a leather apron on with full of tools, like little screwdrivers and hammers and chisels, and um, sort of comes down to his knees. And he's wearing the equivalent of a lumberjack uh, shirt, um, sort of buttoned slightly down, and he sort of wipes his hand on a rag. The old, uh, the old trolls been keeping tavern. That's a. Uh, brave of you to take that place well it's been quite thoroughly exercised since uh, since we moved in uh, only a few hours ago but uh, I think the place shows some real potential oh wonderful well uh, I imagine that all the furniture in there is shot to pieces woodworm and all sorts uh, of nonsense that it is my friend if we're going to get straight down to business I was hoping I could uh, possibly we could maybe Reserve a couple of commissions of your own from your from your fine craftsman hands. Of course, yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, if you do a um, a requisition of what you need, I can give you uh, I can give you a price certainly, and I'll I'll get working on it immediately. I've got a few sets here, and he sort of gestures towards you know a few dining table Ooh. sets, you know, um, a nice wooden bench that might sit maybe on the the veranda that overlooks. You know, the, the outside bits, a nice wooden bench that might go along there. A few side tables and things. Um, all of you just roll me a uh, investigation check. Yes, sir. I'm going to roll a real dice for this one. Roll a 16 yeah. on my new dice. 20. Nice. Uh, 12. Dirty 20. 19. 16. So highest was a 20 with Remy, was it? So I imagine that you're all um, all walking around the shop, and uh, you know there's a few things that are sort of covered over, um, and you know you're looking at some beautifully carved stuff. You know, Remy, you see on the walls some wonderful crossbows. You see <clears throat> see one that seems to have a like a double loading action, 
which mm. is quite different to Harold. Um, and, you know, bows and shields and things. And, you know, there seems to be a couple of shields that are carved um, in a more artistic way, like they might have been used Ooh. as part of a ceremony or a ritual in the past. Um, and But as you're looking around, there's a sort of a corner of the shop um, behind a sort of open door. And be, beyond are a few oddments that are covered in dust and um, some of those sort of sheets that you guys have in your own tavern sort of covering up some furniture in the back. Uh, I've noticed, uh, Mr. Felbranch, uh, or Tali, Tali, how we are. You have uh, some furniture covered up in this back room. Um, is this anything we could purchase? Is this for sale? Uh, there's a couple of bits. If I'm honest with you, I've not looked back there in a while. I've been so busy on, uh, on what I've been working on out here. Let's, let's, have, let's have a quick look. And he uncovers a big sort of tall structure and it looks to be a grandfather clock that seems to be in complete disrepair. It's main pane for its face completely shattered. You know, you can see that the hands are sort of popped off and springs are not quite aligned. I bought that a few years ago to see if I could restore it, but no matter what I do, it just doesn't seem to work. I mean, oh. I, I, I told you, I mean, it's why I keep it back here. It's just, it's a bit embarrassing, really. What would Nars say? And he sort of goes back to the front. Wish I could interact with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> such a mess. It's such a fucking cool bat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so is, is there anything that you... Is there anything you guys would like to buy now? Any purchases that you'd like to make at all? Or is, should we get that requisition sorted and I'll, and I'll get some furniture knocked up for you? Does he have um, any wingback chairs pre-made, like, on the shop floor? Um, there are a couple of frames being put together. So all the, all the frame is nicely varnished and all the joints are in and, you know, beautiful craftsmanship. Tally, how much would one of these wingback chairs cost, just so we have a rough idea of how much we need to sort of prepare ourselves for? Well, I've got to run it over to the court of the white ball to get it upholstered, but um, once it's done, it'll probably be worth five dragons. What sort of price for five beds of varying sizes? Five beds of varying... Well, just just it. You're any old bed? Four poster? What are we talking about? A nice, uh, uh, a nice double for the larger of us. I imagine Rupert would need something yeah. quite more substantial. Look, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, if you, if you guys give me a, a a list of what you're after, I'll get it priced up for you, all right? And um, we Wonderful. can have, rather than us going through of course. this or that, dragons here, dragons there, let's let's get a of proper... Uh, um, perhaps perhaps one, we one could one run item. this. How much for <laughs> And how much for a wheelbarrow? <laughs> and how much for a pretty little desk? Um, perhaps... Perhaps we could uh, bring this list by tomorrow morning. We have a couple more neighbours we'd like to meet. Tomorrow morning's not actually great for me. I'm over with my brother at the Falconmere, but um, I'll be I'll be in in the afternoon. Oh, perfect. Um, and also, while we are here, we would like to extend an invitation once renovations are complete for you to join us at the Trollsbane Tavern for a drink. Oh, that would be wonderful. I'd uh, I'd, I'd I'd love to join you. Thank you. I'll be there. Wonderful. Good day. So as you guys all go to leave, Rupert's not with you. And if you were to go back inside, you'd see he's stood in front of this grandfather clock. 
just stood right in front of it, staring at the face. Can't take his eyes off this dilapidated old clock. Your uh, your friends have left, mate. They've uh, uh, they've gone. Uh, it, oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I apologise, my friend. Uh, this clock is a is a fascinating piece. Could could you tell me? Could you tell me anything about it? Well, not really. I mean, I it came off one of the merchant ships. There was a bit of a um, what do you call it? They they do like house clearings. I don't know where it came from, but what well, you know, it must have been overseas somewhere. And uh, they just they just turn up with all their bric-a-bac and their nonsense. But sometimes there's a real nice piece or two in there. I bought the clock thinking I could restore it, but I haven't had much luck. There's nothing to nothing to speak of its origin, where where it may have come from. I know some some master skills master skilled tradesmen like yourselves. You like to leave a a mark behind there, a little a signature, if you will, so your work can always be traced back to your. I, is there anything of this nature on this remarkable clock? Well, if I'm honest with you, it's not something that I've spent much time looking over. I've been so busy, as I said. But um, you, you're quite right. You know, it, there, there might be something on it. I just haven't had the time, if I'm honest. I, I mean, are you, are you interested in the, in the clock? I, I don't. I, well, I wouldn't want to be so forward for such a, a beautiful timepiece. But uh, I, I would be very much interested in... Uh, Spending some time with it myself, if if I could take it off your hands, that would be uh... certainly. I mean, it's it's no use to me. It don't tick tock no more, if you know what I mean. But um, oh, yeah, sure, oh, you yeah. can have it. Well, I I must pay for it. You couldn't possibly give it to me. I... Yeah, you 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 notices a little tag on it, and it's just got oh. three dragons. Uh, and he like rummaging around. He's like, J- just the three three dragons. I think I may even have brought brought that with me. I I, I, I wouldn't want it to. You just to sell it to go to anyone else. Uh, uh, yes, 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 please. I, I, I'll take it. I, I'll take it. All right, mate. I mean, I can. Shall I have my lads run it over to you later on, or uh, you gonna you gonna uh, be all right with it uh, now? Uh, is it? Could he? Could he carry it? I mean, it's a. The, oh yeah, bugbear probably could. It's probably the height of Remy, <laughs> I imagine. You know, it's, okay. it's big. Uh, yeah, I think he's just gonna heft it up. Um, he's gonna pay him his three dragons. I've got, I've got that. Um, okay. And he's gonna he's gonna heft it up onto his onto his shoulder, and he's gonna appear from the shop holding this massive grandfather clock. Uh-huh. I think Dimple's gonna uh, turn around and be a bit like, if you wanted a watch, you could have gotten something a little bit smaller. Do you not think? Oh. Would you like to Would you like to drop that off at the house before we continue? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, you you guys go on. I'll, I'll catch up, and he like pads off into the. Uh, where is the where is the bent nail? Uh, sorry, the bent nail is right next door to you guys. Oh, it's that place. Oh, okay, cool. cool. Ah, it's convenient. Uh, Rupert, there is a, a little door uh, that leads to the kitchen on the south side. There, um, he just sort of points just next to the kind of tree out the back. There, there's a little door. Uh, oh, yeah, thank you, Remy. Thank you. Uh, just and he's like quite clumsily, just like it knocks off the door frame, and you just hear a spring go twang Ooh. in the inside. He's like, oh, no, what? Oh, and he's just like really futzing with it, and he manages to get it inside. And then he, and, he, and uh, I imagine all the gubbins inside are clinging, clanging, and yeah, smashing yeah, around. Absolutely. And you're like sort of frantically running upstairs. There might be a string, spring that goes boing, and like some <laughs> uh, springs out of the main casing. Um, but you get it up there, and um, there she sits. I'm sure Rupert will have hours of fun with that clock. Mm. Um, cool. Should we visit the bookshop next? 
<laughs> Rupert legs it downstairs. The bookshop. <laughs> <laughs> wait for me. Wait for me. Oh, so sorry about that. I just uh, I had to have it. You know, uh, of course. Impulse, impulse buy and everything else. <laughs> you know how it is. Well, perhaps anyway. you can be the one to repair it. Oh, I fully intend on repairing it. Yes, I may need I may need a little help on that part, but uh, perhaps a. a I can be little help. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Who would like to take the lead in the bookshop? Dimple! In in a very classic dim he he often prefers to walk around on his hands as opposed to his feet, as it's just a little bit funnier to see the world in, in that way. So you get to in front of this bookshop and there aren't doors. It's just wide open, like you know, barn doors when they just swing wide. And oh. you know, the second that that shop's open for the day, it doesn't close until it's it's done. Like, it's mm. not like a swing I'm- door. It's um, it's it's a rather marvellous sight that greets your eyes. Mm. As you sort of peer your head inside, the walls on either side are, are just lined with books and they all look like the shelves are swelling and like almost like belching books from them, like the amount they're just crammed into these shelves. The shop is decorated with a beautiful hardwood and the earthy scent of old wood permeates the air. Um, the library fills two story uh, floors of this three-storey building. Um, and as you sort of walk around and you come inside, it just seems like there are far too many books in this place. It should not be able to hold this many books. Um, and sort of sat at the back, um, squashed into another one of those wingback chairs with the sort of signature of um, your boy Tally. Uh, you see a golden dragonborn. um, it's a short sort of stumpy golden dragonborn Um, and as it is sort of just reading one of these enormous tomes sort of chuckles to itself and as it does so like a bit of steam a little puff of hot air comes out of its nose and it's got a little (laughs) pair of pince nez on the end of his very cool (laughs) nice snout and he's sort of curled up all his golden scales sort of clinking and his tail swishing What's he wearing? Is it like armor, or is it like a little suit, or is he like in his in his comfies? He's wearing um, what could probably pass as informal robes, but it's more likely a dressing gown. Let's be honest. He's in his comfies. I love it. <laughs> He's chilling. Great elations so you... to see you, friend. Hello. You're rather dazzling. Oh, wait, wait one minute. Oh. No! Oh, Donahue! Oh, my I, goodness. I elbow Rupert and I say, I think you two might get along. Yeah, he's, Rupert's he's got like, like yeah. Flourish. yeah, Rupert's got like puppy dog eyes just gazing around this place. Like, I think his mouth's gape and he's just like, oh my, I'm going to find <laughs> spending time in here. I think, um,. This uh, dragonborn is sat on his chair with his sort of like feet curled underneath him, you know, and he's got the book snapped shut on his legs and he sort of breathes deeply and he says, Have any of you ever read the tale of Donahue and Damson? Oh. Dimple cocks his head to the side and goes, I'm not even sure if I know how to read very well, but it, I would love to hear. Would you like me to read to you? Well, I don't want to drag it out of you, but that would be amazing. Okay. It was a warm day. Dimple. 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 Oh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm overly sorry. I'm overly sorry. You got carried away. You seem lovely. You seem amazing. I, I will be back. But I, I think I'll be around every other night for some bedtime stories. It's, I think this is wonderful. But just very quickly before we get into deepening our friendship, I think we should first maybe uh, introduce ourselves to you. This, I am the splendorous, the magnificent Dimple. You probably have noticed from my shining light that of talent that radiates from within and the rest of the autumnborns and he gestures behind and is like yeah oh <laughs> hello and you dog how wonderful he's usually a halfling but at the moment he's more of a mastiff breed he's not a purebred but you know it's it's something he likes to do we don't question it we just love him for who he is we would love it if you were to join us at our we well we've just taken our residents in the tavern across the way you know got rid of some ghosts did some ghost busting and uh now we're just looking to uh slowly come into business and then maybe have a big showdown big party to celebrate our grand opening and we'd like to invite your presence oh how absolutely charming i will certainly come that sounds wonderful indeed oh my name is richelle the page turner they call me I have books, and I have scrolls, and I have spells, if you would care to have a look. I push Rupert forwards. Oh, my good man, Richelle. Uh, my name is Rupert Paddington. Uh, your your shop is just splendid, I must say. Well, I didn't catch the name on the sign on the way in. Could you... Uh... Oh, it's the... Uh, it doesn't have a name. It's the uh, book... Work. Sorry. This, the, the shop has a name. Weird thing to say. Shop clearly has a name. It's <laughs> the Bookworm's Treasure. Oh, right. I think he's still looking nonplussed at um, both the gnome and the mastiff, just like trying to work out what on earth's going on as he sort of speaks to you. Uh, so, Rupert's just like, I, I love what you've done with the place. Not many people go with the old Dewey Decimal on the on the organisation anymore. Kind of old school, and I do appreciate it very too. Oh yes, that librarian to another. <laughs> Oh, most, yeah. most certainly. Dewey Decimal's the only way forward, especially it's if you want to find Zablob's Zucanium or even Aracocra's Awakening. A to oh, Z. It's got to be in order. <laughs> oh, oh, we're, we're going to get along, I can tell already. I didn't just catch you saying you'd sold some uh, bells and uh, and spell books, did you? Oh, well, most, most certainly, yes. Um, I'm a wizard myself and have a fair collection. Oh, my are. days, are, oh. my wizarding days are over, but um, oh, I still maintain my old records. I, I happen to be an arcane practitioner myself. Perhaps we could uh, get together and, and swap spellbooks at some point. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be marvellous? Uh, it would be marvellous indeed. Is there anything I can I can help you with today? Uh, nothing too trifling, just a, just a cantrip maybe. Uh, I, I happen to have come into a rather rare artefact, I believe, and it needs fixing up and... Uh, I don't suppose you could sort me up with a with a mending scroll, could you? Isn't that a cleric spell? Well, I, I believe it's on my spell list. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Well, well most certainly, is. yes. Yes, of course. Uh, mending. Let me see. M -m -m magic missile. M -m 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 Mog's magic mouth. M -m -m mending. Here we are. Yes, just below Melf's minute meteors. That's right, yeah. <laughs> there it is. 
Right where it should be. Yes, of course. Uh, Mendy, a cantrip that's going to be um, 15 dragons. Oh, no. Do you have um, the funds, Rupert? I I do not, no. I will push 15 uh, dragons into Rupert's paw. Oh, no, no, I, I couldn't possibly. Oh, no. It's I, for the good of the Autumnborns. I'm sure this will be repaid to me in kind at some point in the future. Of course, and I will be putting it straight to good use on fixing up our, our run-down keep at once, yes. Just promise to fix anything I bring to you. Of course, of course. That would be my, I'll get straight on it. Um, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I will uh, graciously accept the, the dragons and uh, pay the dragon. Thank you very much. Um, are there any stories I might uh, lend you? I, I must say I am writing myself. It's uh, a rather marvellous uh, piece of work. Oh, perhaps you, human, you might like this one. It's a tale of angst and anxiety of a young teenage girl. <laughs> Oh, I'm afraid I have rather too much of that to myself already. I don't. It was, I was actually, I was really actually speaking to the the chap behind you with the the big oh, hat. Of course, it looks <laughs> like this might be his kind of literature. Oh, Remy <laughs> loves a chick flick. <laughs> yeah, lad. Yeah. 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 The first time I met Remy, he would not stop recommending the Notebook to me. <laughs> True fact. Alan is on some full blown Mutley. <laughs> no, I anything I could interest you in, sir? I wasn't looking for anything in particular, no. I did have one question, possibly not about books, but about something we, maybe we could sell in the area. We came into possession of uh, many bars of silver, and I wondered if you knew someone possibly in Trollskull Alley that would take this off our hands, maybe trade for some dragons. Hmm. Silver. Well, let me consult my books. Hold on one second. He goes and flips to a big book on. Uh, he goes to the W section <laughs> and he pulls out a big book that says creatures. As you see the first half of the, the, the cover come out, it says creatures. And he pulls it all the way out and it says where creatures. <laughs> and he flips through. He's like, yeah, I thought I was correct. Um, well, let me uh, let me fill you in. The Embrick and Avi they uh they run a um the, the the forge down at the bottom of town. What were those uh, names? Uh, Embrick and Avi, master forges and metal workers. Perhaps they may be interested in some silver to to perhaps corner the market on silvered weapons. Ooh. And he's referring, he's sort of looking in his Ware Creatures book. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Richal, I know you uh, you recommended me some absolute tosh in this uh, childish, angsty teenager's fantasy you you were talking about. Um, I was looking what? for something. Oh, sorry, what were you going to? Eat I was going to butt in and make a joke. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> uh, much more into mimizy uh, crime novels. Do you have something along these lines? Uh... Oh yes, yeah, certainly. I've got um, Murder on the Orient Express. Dragon tattoo. Go for dragon tattoo. Come on. Been, <laughs> sorry. Uh, that would have been better. It's it's the golden dragon tattoo. I modelled for the cover. Oh, well, I oh, absolutely did not take ravishing. it. Ravishing. Do you have a copy with the alternate artwork, sir? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, if Original like to, copy only. If you'd um, if you'd like to browse uh, the crime section, it's just over there. The, I might I suggest Caleb Cleveland, Kid Cop. Uh, might be up your street, sir. <laughs> How perhaps wonderful. Jo- perhaps well, Nancy Drow. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I don't think Remy wants anything from me. 
I was just going to make our make our goodbyes. Goodbye. Oh well, I'm sure we will be back again soon someday. Um, it's wonderful to make your acquaintance. And again, once renovations have been completed, we will send you an official invitation to the grand opening. Most wonderful. Can I look forward to receiving it. Can, can I just ask, uh, Rishal, um, what, what would be the going rate for a level one spell? 25 dragons. Is that the going rate for everybody or the going rate for uh, troll scullions like ourselves? I don't know. I could be buttered up. I'm not, I'm not heartless. Uh, perhaps I'll pop back with a, a nice warm mug of cocoa and we can have a good old sit down. You, if you read, I tell you what, you read, you read the first chapter of my teen drama and I'll sell you one for 20 dragons, okay? I think Dimple's going to look over and be like fairly intrigued. Like he loves trash novels, barely, barely strung together. Of course he does. Like, gets them at like whatever the D&D equivalent of like petrol stations are. That's where he picks them up from. What, a train station WH Smith. <laughs> yeah, you know those like terrible books that you just find in places like that. The the games of hunger, I see. Oh, okay, this sounds like a good read. Let's uh well why not? Give you the first chapter. Do you have a manuscript there I could take with me? What of my book? Yes. My book's called Hot N- Hot Nights in Waterdeep. <laughs> I would like rum, three rum, copies. Rum, just rum. in case I ruin oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. George. <laughs> I love it. This is all in the book, by the way. This is all straight out of the book. Bullshit. Yeah. For real? Hot no, no. Oh, <laughs> so as you guys leave, um, Rochelle, the page turner's beautiful bookworm shop. Could uh, you just um, quickly mark that on the map as well? Sorry, George, which one was yeah, it? Yeah, I, I can see it all on my thing. There you go. Over here. Okay. Nice, nice. Um, do you know what? I might just reveal the whole lot. I know how you guys love that shit. Yay! <laughs> it's not. It's not great. It's... It, is there any? Uh, dis, you know, this. It looks like a little market area here. Is there? Ah, uh, no. If we've got everything, I guess they're all generic, right? Uh, they're not generic. They all have character and flavour and spice and love poured into each one of these tents. All no, right, let's generic. leave them. Sack them off. <laughs> to the forge, Remy. Would you like to take lead on this one? All right. Yeah, we'll head over there. Okay. And shift some ingots. Late into the afternoon, the smoke and steam billowing from the windows of this place. There's an indoor forge, evidently by the sound of hammers smashing on anvils and the sound of water tempering steel, which sends that big puff of steam. Yeah, absolutely. And um, as you sort of peer inside, you can see lots of metal weapons, armor, tools being made. There's uh, a number of things that have been sort of forged already, which are up on the walls. Some really fine, fine craftsmanship. And um, you see two Ganassi working. You see a fire Ganassi who um, is... So he is heating the forge with his innate uh, magical power and melting the 
uh, raw ingot and ore to forge the weapons. And he takes wow. it over to the water Ganassi who stands there, who uses their ability to temper the steel. So between <laughs> the two of them, they're making this perfect little forge team. A good day, my friends. Uh, it's quite the well-oiled machine you two have got here. What with the, the fire and the water. And um, you see uh, the water Ganassi come out. Uh, he's a tall guy. He's got like, you know, that classic um, Osmosis Jones kind of vibe. Um, I don't know if you remember <laughs> the cartoon from school. Love uh, that show. <laughs> Osmosis Jones. And um, yeah, he sort of, sort of makes his way out and he sort of downs his tools and he says, uh, good, good afternoon. Uh, how may I be of service to you? Are you seeking weapons and armor today? Uh, quite, quite possibly, my friend. Um, we were told to visit—is uh, it Embrick and Avi? Um, I would assume you're one of these two. My name is Avi, and uh, over there, Embrick. Embrick. Sort of calling, and Embrick seems hard at work. Mm. Embrick is my husband. Yes, and. Um, we run this place together. I see. Um, what is the name of uh, this? Uh, is that a name? Uh, Steam and Steel. It's Steam, Steam and Steel. steel. Very nice. I like it. Um, is we... there any... uh, yes. Um, well, we could certainly be in the in the market for some weapons. Um, but uh, the reason even I, I... is even is like goggleizing, eyesing at all of the swords. <laughs> Uh, the reason we popped by today, um, we came across, uh, well, some silver trade bars a little while ago, and I uh, wondered if it would be something you would be interested in, something that possibly you could use in your work. I'd be more than interested to see. Supply is short at the moment, being autumn, and uh, the yes. trade is, is low. Of course. Um, um, we would be doing, we would do, well, we would be foolish not to to have a look at least and Embrick kind of grits his teeth in the back and sort of snorts a little blast of flame that he obviously was a compulsion it wasn't like something that he was controlling <laughs> um, Dimple, Dimple uh, remove those uh, those bars from your bag will you <laughs> so you take the uh, 15 ten, 10 pound silver trade bars that we found in the warehouse um, and think Remy will just kind of stack them up on the floor in front of them. Uh, MB, come and have a look. And uh, Embrick, the fire ganassi, comes over um, and he's got a leather jacket on. Fuck it, my world. He's got a leather jacket That's on. That's cool he's as fuck. He's yeah, rad. He he's rad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Embrick's got a leather jacket on. Looks a bit like a bad boy. And um, he's sort of like, I imagine that they're sort of stacked in a bit of a hessian cloth or something. He flips them over. Uh, and sort of like inspects them um, and then you see Avi sort of um, blast them with a bit of high pressured water and some of that corrosion comes off and as, as they sort of shine it up you can see that the, the silver is of good quality beneath mm. um, uh, What do you think? Um, something you would be interested in? Uh, it's uh, certainly high quality silver um, And Embrick says to Avi Jarchanus and then he sort of steps back into the forge beyond. 
and uh, Avi says, "Look, we we are interested, but if you were to pass these along, you just make sure that no uh, no word gets around that we are in possession of such a large quantum of silver. It would it would not do us well." Uh, absolutely not. No, we, this is purely a transaction between ourselves and you, my friends. Um, no one knows we total, have these. Total confidentiality. Absolutely, like my friend says. Uh, not a word will be spoken about this. Well, so hi, I really like your thoughts. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, Alana's, they are rather nice. Alana's just going to ask um, Remy in his mind. He's going to go, are you sure? I can't even bloody remember. I remember about what? Sorry, you've lost me. Are you sure that these st- these steel bars don't track back to anything? Uh, I do not know. <laughs> I was simply in it for the coin, but um, they seem to be, you know, wanting to stay tight-lipped about this transaction. Um, as soon as we offload them, they are the ones with the, mer- the stolen merchandise. Remy, please remember. <laughs> You can hear me in your mind, but you're just talking out loud. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I've been just looking at you like... Not stolen. You... It's Not stolen. That's... Oh, it's a... um. Oh, a druid, yes? Oh. He is, yes. <laughs> Meld. He's oh. a bit shy, hence oh. the Mastiff. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you, little Mastiff. Oh, I think... Uh, which one is this that's greeting me, sorry? Avi, the water ganassi. Embrick doesn't what? really what, seem to want to be involved. So this is Osmosis Jones. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know... Uh, I'm going to kind of... Olan is going to really be kind of taken by this uh, water ganassi and uh, kind of nuzzle up on the floor close by. The blue uh, crew. Yeah, you know... <laughs> And, you know, you can see in, in the fur of Olan, even as he is a Mastiff, you know, yeah, there's uh, sort of dark blue hairs that run through and, you know, you can tell that he feels a kindred sense with this Ganassi. Um, and uh, Avi sort of like strokes you on the back of the head. Don't know if that's appropriate, but he does it like a <laughs> very, just like calm, nice way. Um, he says... Uh, Shit, I had to pay. Fucking idiot. You must, um... You must visit the Falconmere. The Falconmere? What is that? It's beautiful. Beautiful gardens in all of the city. It's it's rather charming. Since I remember, uh, Tally said his brother was at the Falconmere. Oh, t- Tally, um, Talisolvanar, from, from a the yes, from a, the bent nail. Um, yes, his brother is, his brother is the, uh, the keeper, park keeper. I see. Whereabouts would, would we find this garden? Uh, the Falconmere is uh, not too far from the Colab uh, Towers. Um, let me search my map, and he goes back and he finds a big map of Waterdeep. And um, he uh, gestures towards the southern ward. So just off the way of the dragon, okay. towards the south of the city. And um, he gestures. He says, you know, the map is laminated to stop his wet hands getting all over it. 
and uh, it's uh, most pleasant. And uh, you may be you may be lucky enough to meet the lady. The lady. The lady. What? Who's this? Who's this lady that you speak of? The lady I speak of is. Jerith Falcon herself. Jerith Falcon. She was chosen of Maliki. She is, um, she sometimes resides in the woods there. It would be an experience at the very least. He, uh, it's not his favorite place, but for me it is peaceful. One for us wet types, say. <laughs> you get me? Nudge, nudge. <laughs> right. <laughs> he turns around to the rest of you. He's like, I really like this dog. Can he stay? <laughs> he can also well, sit. And um, he does. <laughs> well, we have, um, as of today, taken up residence in the newly renamed Trollsbane Keep and Tavern. So we will be not far. Wonderful. Which reminds me, another reason for our being here today is we would like to invite you, once renovations are complete, to join us for a drink in the Trollsbane Tavern. Oh, most excellent. I will certainly be there. I'm not sure Embrick will come, but I I most definitely will. And you see Embrick rushing back and forth, and he's sort of, he's got a little cart that he's loading these, um, silver ingots into and he's wheeling them out the back and he said you just hear him call from the back i'll come (laughs) but only if you got mud wash (laughs) that's the spirit mb (laughs) it's embrick mb uh, embrick sorry he's a he's a soft touch really i i promise (laughs) well we are gonna have to get some mud washings in aren't we May I ask that it was a favor? It makes Ooh. friends. And uh, did, have we had the iron bars valued then? Sorry, did they give us a figure? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even ask Thank for you. a price. I send them off Thank with Envy into the back. Wonderful, they're in bricks now. Um, <laughs> no, uh, these uh, he gets a scale out, um, Avi, and he sort of weighs them. He says, uh, 50 dragons a pop. Absolutely, right. yes, please. Jesus okay. Christ, I wasn't expecting this much. I'm speaking out loud again, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you realise you are a terrible negotiator. I lost my touch, sorry, I've been uh, locked away for uh, for six years. So, uh, just this, come is, this is perfect, Remy, the world's worst trader. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I wasn't expecting that much. <laughs> this is so Remy. <laughs> Um, yes, there you are. All the dragons you can carry. Come back to you when you're level four. Might give you a plus one something. <laughs> okay, so we leave uh, with 750 dragons. Well, that is um, pretty damn close to what Watts' said we needed for the Tavern Keeper's Guild, wasn't it? It was 250. Yeah. It's 250 to buy into the guild, and then it was a grand for renovations. So okay. we're doing all right. Well, we're halfway. We're well Let's get those paintings flogged and see where we're at. Yeah, um, I, w- I want to. Um, I think we should steal more. Remy had a good idea. We all had a good idea. Thinking <laughs> um, stealing. Let's, let's not. Really thought of Let's not. 
<laughs> um, I was going to say that Embrick I don't think out with his, Just very quickly, Embrick comes out with his um, cart, and there are 750 dragons in there um, as the exchange. And he says, Is that as much as... Can we carry that much, or should we, like, have that? Just return, return the cart when you're done. Okay, we will we'll, let's wheel this back. Scoop it into the anyone, bag of holding. Anyway, anyone sees us. Yes. Yeah, see some other gold. Dimple's just like scooping it into his bag, and it seems as if like it would never end. I'll help Dimple scoop it into the bag of holding. Are we taking it back, or am I scooping it in? Let's just scoop it. Let's scoop it. I don't want to leave it in the house unattended. You spend the next 35 minutes, all five <laughs> of you, scooping dragons off the wall. <laughs> really think it'd be easy. <laughs> oh, such big pools involved. Okay. What do you guys want to do? Um, should we... Heavy pockets, yo. Should we visit the townhouse before we go to see Rupert's uh, brother? The one with the greenhouse on top. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it sounds like a good idea to me. I don't really know what I think this place is going to be. No. Okay, so as you guys come um, through the gates, uh, not the gates, so it's like there's like a walled garden, which is quite pleasant. Um, and outside you see um, two figures talking. They're having a rather pleasant conversation, it seems. So, um, this townhouse rises up before you, and the top story, as I mentioned before, is all glazed all the way around the side. There's some beautiful-looking flowers growing within. And outside, you see a um, an elf, like a pure elf, like one of the elves of old, um, you know, completely androgynous in their appearance, you know, neither you know female appearance nor male appearance. Beautiful angular face, um, eyes that sparkle like the spring um, sunshine, and they are sat at this picnic bench outside, with what is in contrast, night and day. That's outside by this chap who I've sent in the text channel. Ooh. So you see um, a half-orc with um, dusky um, skin um, with big tusks (laughs) sticking out. Um, And they both rise as you enter. And the elf, uh, as they stand, you see their long golden hair flat behind their back and, you know, very fine robes, but all intertwined (laughs) and beautifully embroidered with flowers, you know, flowers of the season. It's rather nice. And um, the half-orc says, I see you, fella. Um, and he sort of busts past you guys. I always use the fucking adjective, the verb bust. Nobody uses that. <laughs> he busts past you. And um, Remy, I imagine that you're sort of closing the small picket gate at the back. And he grabs you by the shirt. He says, Davil's waiting for you. Okay, and he just, sort of yeah. and he shoves you, you know, like not like a, not like a shoves you over, but just sort of like pushes the scruff of your shirt or your tunic back. Mm. Devil's waiting for you. Um, and, I think Alan uh, is going to bark at him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, easy, he, boy. He, he, easy. 
he's not uh, he's not concerned, and you can see him sort of stalk off down um, Trollskull Alley towards the main road. Oh, goodness. Um, hello. Hi. Here's my best elven voice. Hello. <laughs> um, hello. My name is Avon. We are the Autumnborn. Um, we have, as of today, taken up residence in the newly renamed Trollsbane Keep and Tavern. We are your new neighbours and thought we would come to introduce ourselves. Um, the blessings of Corell and Larethian be upon you. Indeed, this is um, favourable tidings. The place was dark and full of spirits of the undead, as I heard. It would be nice to have a bit more light shone on this alley. Yes. We're going to maintain the spirit in a different way this time, you know? Hmm. Yes. Um, we didn't quite catch your name. My name is Fala Lefalier. You think I would have said my surname once or twice in my several hundred years? <laughs> it is. Uh, well, it's a, it's a pleasure to meet you. And, and you are? I am Avon Francis. Nice to meet you. Charm. The illustrious Dimple and, you know, the rest. Pleasure to meet you, Dimple. Uh, Rupert Paddington, uh, pleased to meet you. Charmed, Rupert. Uh, Remy, um, Remy Leclerc. Uh, You can see he just seems a little... Cheapish, almost in the company of this elf and the self woman, hmm. um, and maybe a little quiet. This I think no- noticing this, Alan is going to refrain from introducing himself and kind of stand close to Remy, uh, and uh, you know, just kind of try and get a feel out for what you know what Remy might be feeling in this situation, and kind of act like a. You know, not like a guard dog, but, you know, get get a little bit more ears pricked and stood beside him. Mm. Remy will just sort of lean over and just give him a couple of little pats on his side. Well, we would like to extend an invitation for you to come and join us for a drink once renovations at the Charles Bain Tavern are complete. Wonderful. I'm sure I will be in attendance. Please ensure there is a seat outside for me. So I may sit and look at the sun before it goes dark. Of course. We do have a courtyard that will scrub up quite nicely, I think. Brilliant. Um, and if I may be of service to you, I make potions and remedies. Yeah, I Wonderful. can offer my services to you. I have many wonderful plants upstairs. If there's anything that you may need, please don't hesitate to ask. Uh, we we did have the idea of a um a small greenhouse maybe in our uh, our new abode and um, I'm wondering if we could maybe take some cuttings and, and some some small plants that would help us to to maybe build up something quite wondrous inside there. It would make my spirit soar. Would you like to come and get some cuttings now? Absolutely. Can we go, guys? Can we? Yes, please. It seems so, like a uh, wonderful idea. She takes you up a... There's an external staircase that sort of spins up all outside and um, 
you go up to the top and you walk into what is evidently a greenhouse like it's the heat is trapped inside there mm. and there is a menagerie of wonderful looking plants and flowers blue red orange the colors exploding and popping in your eyes you know it must be almost like you're under some kind of magical enchantment as you stroll through this place which seems almost lost to time this wonderful garden um you may help yourself um, I must go and grab something from the back. Um, please, uh, respect the plants, but take as many limbs or as, as, as many plant anatomy word that you would like. <laughs> terribly kind, of course. Thank you very much. She really knows our stuff. Many thanks. <laughs> yeah. A real biologist by nature. Any stigmas? Uh, any stigmas? See, I don't know See, if this would I be don't... possible within our RP, and this might not be the right place to begin this, but I love the idea of us being able to brew our own beer at the tavern. Uh, and... Do you have any hops? Yeah, yeah. Any hops plants? But have a beer called Trolls Bay Nail. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, The slogan is like, so strong he'd kill a troll. <laughs> um, all, of you roll, feel like... all of you roll me a nature check. Okay. Yeah. I feel like Alum... Oh, I'm so sorry. I've been saying it right, and then I said it wrong this Ten one time. Ten for Rupert. See, we could do half pints, and then on the glass, <laughs> it's just uh, me and uh, Ella. Seventeen. Seventeen for Raven. I was seventeen. Even as you walk around, you do notice um, some barley and some wheat that's growing, and some hops as well. Oh, you guys have an in-house druid. Do. Yeah. Um, he currently laps thumbs. Yeah, can I do anything while I'm in dog form? Just, uh... <laughs> Probably not. Okay, right. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, you, can, you can choose some, just choose some hops and just get that okay. multi flavor. Yes. Yes. Gets drunk somehow. Uh, you know, let's, it's almost like ratatouille. Though. I'm like, you know, I'm guiding the gang around. Yeah. And, okay, I like know. that. And you're sniffing out all the plants and you're like, this okay, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. Um, I think Remy will just shout to the back, like, uh, Fala, is it a, we have some small uh, pots. He wants to just find some, like, you know, those little shitty plastic. Help yourself. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and he's just going to pick up some and... pots that we can use to kind of start growing some, some stuff. Um, I think at this point Fala's going to come back through as you're sort of literally as you're having this conversation and she's going to see you taking cuttings of like the beer plants <laughs> what are you doing that is and the she's... sacred one holy blood <laughs> <laughs> one plant uh, yeah so she's uh, got a little sack of something in her hand like a little small pouch or something mm. and she sort of looks upon you and she says Tell me, what is the purpose of you taking the barley and the and the hops? I assume it is to make beer. We thought we might produce a, a home brew for the uh, for the tavern. And she considers, and uh, she says, "This does not rest." easy with me my garden is my garden is a place of beauty and for worship of the the gods of the green earth 
I strive to maintain the balance between civilization and its use of our resources and the true beauty of nature. And I would be remiss if I did not express my concern as to your purposes of doing this. A greenhouse, yes. I can assure you, Fala, the beer making was simply an, an afterthought of our original purpose, which was to, to create quite a, a wonderful and, uh, and beautiful greenhouse within the dusty halls of the Trollsbane Keep, which is now called. Hmm. Yes, I apologise if we have caused any offence. You see, this city is ever-growing and encroaches on the nature around destroys the places that my people have held dear for millennia. I I am charged with protecting the true beauty of nature. And I suppose if a small batch brew, single barrel stuff, mm-hmm. one-offs... With the utmost of care put into its mm-hmm. process... And may I just add perhaps a thought to your mind that this this brewed beverage will create a sense of community, especially at our, our event that we'd like you to come to. I'm not sure if we've mentioned that yet, but when we open, oh, yes, we did. You're coming along. Well, you'll get a glass of this too. But uh, the sense of community that sharing this as a, as a group will give us surely will only strengthen our resolve to take care of our world. You know, I think it could do a lot of good. Hmm. And feel secretly like, yeah, let's just get her drunk, it'll be fine. Hmm. He says, okay, well, if that is your your true purpose, then, of course, take as many cuttings as you wish. You are most kind. Um, and she's going to say, uh, here, a gift for your garden. Ooh, what is it? Oh, <laughs> Joe said, fuck that! <laughs> I hate that game. I don't want it. <laughs> um, what is it? Yeah, what's he getting? A gift for your garden. She fires a poison fight. dart into Rupert's head. <laughs> Take that, sucker! <laughs> so it looks like... Um, so if you if you sort of unfurl the sack, you know, small sort of juggling ball-sized sack of stuff, um, it looks like lots of clippings of a white plant. Ooh! And um, rested neatly on top is like the full flower of the of the white plant. And she says, "Sprinkle this on your sprinkle this on your garden, and it will be as though even the darkest winter day is like spring in your greenhouse." Now get out my shop, unless you're going to buy something. <laughs> How much are the potions? The healing potion, greater healing? Um, healing potions, 50 dragons. Potion of greater healing is 250. Yes. Yeah. Really? I think we're alright for now, aren't we? Yeah. Out we that door with, a, with a comical smoke trail behind us. <laughs> and uh, she just she just touches Rami on the shoulder and says, uh, Apologies for Zarash. He's, he's a short temper, but he's a good man, I promise you. This is no problem. Um, he had a message for me I have uh, received more than once now so I would like to thank you again Fala for your uh, your kindness your hospitality and the 
cuttings and uh, gifts you have bestowed upon us. We do appreciate um, it. Thank you. The only thanks I need is to see your greenhouse in full bloom. So you guys have explored Trollsco Alley. Time of day, uh, just as Fala sort of ushers you out, she closes she closes the uh, door and locks up. It's it's about closing time to get into probably okay. six p.m. in your guys' time. Hmm. Um, can I ask? On our so Rupert's brother's pub is in the South Ward, right? Yes. Um, friends, I might join you later at um. Rupert's brother's pup. What does your brother have a name, Rupert? Uh, Wilfred. Wilfred Paddington. Of course. Um, I might join you slightly later at Wilfred's. I have um, an errand I think I need to run. As you say this... I'll come with you. Rupert. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your spidey senses start tingling. Oh. And a very familiar voice comes into oh. you. Paddington, it is time for you to fulfill your favor to me. Seek out Hlam, the monk who lives in a cave on the side of Mount Waterdeep. He has information for me. Of, of course. Well, well. Uh, and you, like, you just see Rupert sort of grab something, grabs his attention, and out loud he just says, uh, uh, Yes, of course, my, my Lady Blackstaff uh, will get right on that. Rupert? Who are you talking to, Rupert? Uh, that was, um... That was, uh, Vajra. Uh, she's just sent a message to me. Uh, do, do you recall the, um... The task she asked of us to, uh... To go and... To go and fetch somebody called Lam. Uh... uh atop of Mount Waterdeep. Yes. Well, well, it appears the summons has been made. Um, oh, I just well, uh... In, I just heard it in my head. It was a... Blast, which, it's a shame, really. I wanted to spend some time with my clock. It just so <laughs> happens that Mount Waterdeep is where I was hoping to head myself, so perhaps we should all head that way together. Oh, it appears fate is sending us west. We should go at once. It's lovely when I think everything can align. So, you guys going to head up to Mount Waterdeep now? If no one's opposed. Why not? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I summon, he summons Philippe. I don't know why I agreed to that. You should be paying for this trip. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, certainly. You guys head to the base of Mount Waterdeep. Um, could I... I'll, I'll somehow, but yeah, little shit. Maybe we have to pay uh, this. Maybe we have to pay for some sort of upkeep of this. Like... Cart system the horses, that, that Rupert has. Like it's not Cats. completely free. Weekly subscription. We, we, we got, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to pay for pay my guy's tax. wages. The same. You know, the same I, free. You, know I, you know when I said that I red penned uh, Rupert's backstory. I red, red penned his ten year salary out of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is one thing that I did not red pen, and it's part of his perks of being the head of the library. Unfortunately. Oi, oi, oi. And right, like, I usually give him a fruit basket around Christmas. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't Corruption. make up for the fact that Dimple sits at the front with Philippe every day. A fruit basket. Fruit basket, basket and an iTunes gift card around Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and Rupert, might I ask that on the way to, was it 
the south side of the mountain that Halam lives? Or whatever. Well, wherever it happens to be. Might I request that I be dropped off at the Eyrie? Uh, yes, of course. Would you, would you like us to come with you? And uh, um, you, you don't have to feel obliged. It's just a, a quick personal errand. Um, Dimple, you said you were interested in coming. Yeah, of course. It sounds like a wonderful trip to have. Okay, well, you know, not opposed to any of you being there, but also if other matters are more pressing, then don't feel obliged to stop for me. What What are we doing, may I ask? Um, I, I mean, I like to just get up dro- to anything and everything and anything, but... Dropping in on an old friend. Dot, dot. Do I hope... dokey. How wonderfully cryptic. Oh, I look forward to this. <laughs> well, perhaps An old friend who I hope might be able to help us out with our... Um, weapons issue uh, I, see. I see this was the part of uh, Ree's back story that you didn't red pen George where <laughs> her grandma is a, has a collection of plus one swords plus one doily armor <laughs> <laughs> I would love that I'd wear the shit out of it um, okay <laughs> so you guys want to head up to the eerie first um, you get to the walls of the Palace of Waterdeep, which is here, next to Agarian's Tower. Agarian's Tower, sorry. So down at the bottom of the Street of Silks, um, Pierre drops you off. Pierre? Pierre? Philippe. Philippe, sorry. <laughs> Philippe drops you off. Philippe. And, um, you look upon the big, like, gargantuan stone walls with its multiple towers and watch posts of um, the Palace of Waterdeep. You see the guards on duty outside the front. And I don't know if you remember from the little story that I... Not story, but the video that I showed you guys at the beginning. I imagine that this part of the Castle Ward is like Westminster. So, you know, like you have like beef eaters and, you know, like various (laughs) members of like household guards and stuff. Um, So they... Are sort of patrolling out the front, you know, very looking buildings and stuff. It sounded a little bit monkey-like. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was like ghost monkey. It was like ooh, ooh, ghost into out. That, that's ghost apparently out. just like nighttime in Waterdeep. That fucking sound. Right. You got to watch out for those night monkeys. They're yeah, vicious. Yeah. <laughs> they don't monkey around, you know. It's awful. <laughs> but um. Um, Don't I guess patronize I'd, me, Avon. <laughs> I guess I'd approach one of the uh, beef eater type guard type figures. Uh, um, yeah, they sort of. This is actually what this thing looks like. Ooh, let's see. So, this is what you stand before. Oh, damn, son. Mount Waterdeep looming that's in the background. Like, oh, that's like sick. And you see the turrets on either side, and you see the colours of the oh, card. Um, okay. you know, flapping in the wind. Oh dear, uh, so now Avon's intimidated as fuck. <laughs> um, so you, you guys can definitely walk up the steps towards the front entrance where there's a big um, portcullis type gate with multiple guards standing up front. And as you get closer, you guys are aware that these aren't City Watch. 
This is the city guard. Hmm. Um, may we gain entry, please? What is your business? Um, I am looking for one of a member of the Griffin Riders. Everyone's looking for a Griffin Rider. Um, by the name of Ike Sterling. Ah, Lieutenant Sterling. Lieutenant? Uh, wow. Uh, let's see if I may summon him. Hold on. Gosh. I, uh... I really want to show you a fucking picture of what these guys are. Like. <laughs> they are sick. Uh... Do it, do it, do it, do it. I've I imagine, like, like oh, just a little bit, like... Oh my goodness. These these are serious people doing serious jobs. <laughs> Avon is like white as a sheet. She has no business being here. Right, I'm about to show you something on um, Roll20. Oh, damn, son. Oh, so this Ooh. is what you're coming up against. The guys on the left right. and the guys on the right. Let me get this right. So I've got all this artwork in my little book. My little book. Uh, <laughs> So you've got a city guard private on the right, a city guard captain with like the full, full plate mail, full gauntlets. Mm. He's got the gorget which covers his mouth, completely like can't be seen. And the guy on the right in the fantastic gold plated armor is a Griffin cavalry rider. Um, yeah. These guys are fucking serious. Wait, so um, which side is Griffin cavalry? I think we've got like, I think we've got oh. a mirror. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. The city watch yeah. on the left. Griffin no, no, no. It's the private of the city guard on the left, oh. a captain in the middle, and a member of the Griffin Cavalry on the right. Sick. Fucking awesome. Yes. Griffin Cavalry looking badass as mm. all hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so he comes back and he says, Lieutenant Sterling is with Savra Bellabranta overseeing the... Uh, well, overseeing his duties with her. Um, could I make an appointment? With Lieutenant Sterling? Yes. I, I can leave a name. I can leave a message. Uh, uh, Is there no chance that we could have a face-to-face meeting with the Lieutenant? I mean, I, I only we're, need we're only going to be a moment, right? I only need a minute of his time. Um, he is currently indisposed and... with Safra Bellabantar. Um, Do we know that name? Does that name ring any bells? Romy a... Knowledge, knowledge yeah. Loke. Yeah. Loke Knowledge. Is that all of us? Oh, shit. Not yeah. Who, sorry, who's here with us? Oh, that's dog yeah. shit. That's nine. 18 for Remy. With that plus four. Okay. Um, let me just look at this in here. Sorry, I'm flipping the. T- There's a lot of law, gang. Ooh, lot of that law. is a, <laughs> a dirty 20. Dirty 20, okay. So, yeah, uh, Dimple, you would have heard of Savra Bellabranta. You know that the Bellabrantas are a Waterdavian noble family. And um, I'm not sure how Dimple would have known this, but they raised the Griffins for the Griffin Cavalry. Oh, Dimple obviously knows this because, you know, 
their uh, connection within the magical wild animal trade of which the carnival you know partakes in there's maybe some animal like lion tamers but like griffin tamers kind of thing you know sure. I mean? that's sure. how i imagine it dimples thinking goes i think i think we got a really lovely uh i can't think of any D D monsters hmm. but we got one of them from them um, I, 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 you know, I think I'm a, I'm a familiar name to this, this gentleman. I, I, we'd all be friends. That he wouldn't mind if we just popped in just for a second. I, I can, you know, um, guarantee. If you could please pass along one more message to Lieutenant Sterling, could you please let him know that his old friend Lena has come to say hello. Old friend Lena. I mean. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll pass this message along. If you if you please uh, vacate the steps, unless you have official business here. Um, could I just wait for his response, please, and then we'll leave, of course. Okay, it's going to be might be a while. I'll okay. I'll, I'll, I'll um, drop the message off. Yes, of course. Uh, if you you be my guest, if you wait at the bottom of the stairs, if you wouldn't mind. Of course, thank you. And then I'll just like wait a couple minutes at the bottom of the steps, and then if he doesn't immediately come back, then I guess we'll just toddle off. Um, Dimple would maybe like to do a distraction, and uh, even would you sneak past if I create a distraction? Would you? Would you actually do that? Uh, that's that would be rather against the code legal, I think. Trespassing into official grounds. I didn't think you were much of a wimp. You seemed like a daring girl, and you wanted to talk to your lieutenant. You'd be in and out, surely. I'd rather speak to him along official lines. I don't want my first meeting with him after all these years to start with me being arrested for trespass. Well, if you do uh, it right, you won't be caught. But never mind, it's fine. So you guys want to fight the city guard, yeah? <laughs> Everyone roll me an estimate. No. <laughs> No, you want to sneak. You want to sneak past. No, I've got, I don't. Dimple right. was Dimple was offering a use of a a ruse by probably just making a lot of noise and being a fool. Haven is absolutely not going along with that. <laughs> you goody two shoes. You're never any fun. So I assume he doesn't come back with a immediate message. He doesn't know. No, okay. Let's, um, Rupert, let's go and deal with your business. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, it's just, uh, I'm guessing we're just going for a little stroll up the hill here. Uh, okay, yeah, so if you guys can all roll me a constitution saving throw, please. Really? Constate? Yeah. yeah, really a constate. By the way, have we short rested since, um, Taken out the uh, the spectres and whatnot. Yeah, I think you have short rested. You've had a bit of time to sort of sit, and you've had men- plenty of team meetings and stuff, haven't you? So I yeah. imagine that you've had your cool, cool, cool. Uh, okay, con save ten. Ten for Remy. Uh, twenty-four. Jeez. Fifteen. Alan. Sorry, I was the big 19 at the start. Okay. Remy. 
as you're hiking up Mount Waterdeep, the um, the gradient starts getting quite severe. There's a few sort of paths that head up there, maybe like trekkers and walkers paths. You like to overlook the harbour beyond. But Remy is not used to this, and you take two points of exhaustion. Two oh, points of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. That's big. Oh, jeez. And as you guys oh, get <laughs> near the top of Mount Waterdeep, you overlook the glistening, crystalline blue harbour beyond. And oh, wow. uh, you notice that where you are near the top, um, almost like knuckles of the mountain sort of sit up like these ridges going up and down, up and down, up and down. And they're all connected with um, like ladders and um, wooden bridges. And the wind picks up as you get nearer the top but the smell of the sea breeze, Alan, in your nose, I imagine that's wonderful. And you're up at a rather special time of day, you know, early evening when the sun is sort of dipping behind the clouds and, you know, the the clouds are turning from white to sort of pale yellow to a deeper orange. The sky is turning slowly mauve beyond. And it's, you know, very... You, you guys are able to sort of stand overlooking the west of Waterdeep Harbour and watch the sun dip. And you guys are on one of these knuckles of the, like a ridge of mountain, like little hillocks on the top of Mount Waterdeep. And the sort of wind is blowing freely up here and Alan being, you know, this close to the sea must be a tremendous feeling for you. Um, Absolutely. Can all of you roll me a perception check, please? Mm -hmm. Ah, shit, that's a natural one, bruh. <laughs> that's seven. Ten for Remy. Seventeen Twelve. for me. Alan, it's appropriate that you are the one to sort of hear this. Mm. I like to think he's sort of come up to the edge of the cliff and inhaled deeply. <laughs> embracing the the sort of sea wind <clears throat> flying around above your head you notice a rather majestic looking bird mm. an owl swoops above you and comes and lands in these trees here and swoops again just and I imagine for Alan this is a nice opportunity just to observe a bit of the natural landscape, the natural beasts in their habitat. But also, its little nose poking over the edge of a ridge, which is probably 20 feet up from you up here. You see a bear huh. comes to sort of sniff the edge. And uh, I think as Alan, he's kind of, I like to think... <laughs> He's got the best sort of angle on this bear as he's come out over there to inhale. And, uh, you know, through his mind, he's going to sort of yell to everybody, get down! But, you know, <laughs> by doing this through his mind, not alert the bear, hopefully. And uh, sort of encourage them to kind of press up against that rock face. Mm. Ava just drops. Okay. So you all follow it. Sorry. Yeah, I think Remy just moves in, like Alan said, to the edge of the rock. So it sort of sniffs around. 
Um, My consciousness has gotten very argumentative recently, I feel. Mm. Can you guys all roll me a stealth check, those who are trying to sort of shield from sight? Oh, my first I mean... dice roll. I need two. Yeesh. Mm. <laughs> 18. That's a natural one, but plus three, so four. <laughs> Can I say, I don't think Rupert would try and hide. Yeah. He's he is a he is a bear after all. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. And I think so, he's gonna he's yeah. gonna look up at this bear and just not not afraid of it and just just sort of just, just admire it really up there on the uh, on the cliff edge. Dimple, so however, is terrified. <laughs> so the bear comes down and puts its like big. It's keeping its little chunky little tush up on the top of the the, the mountainside there. He's going to put his paws down on a lower ridge and begin sniffing at Dimple. All the while, this owl is sort of I can't bear it. <laughs> What'd you do, Dimple? I think... Sorry, I've also got something in my eye currently. Um, I think Dimple is just going to absolutely freeze in, in place. He's... Yeah, he's a forest gnome. He's used to nature, and he doesn't quite know why he's frozen up like this. But you know, his inaction is uh, probably going to cost him. Would I be able to cast a cantrip, George? Yeah. So uh, Alan would like to cast the cantrip of Druidcraft, mm. uh, which has a range of thirty feet. So let me check. And he's going to manifest literally just in uh, two squares behind the bear, uh, the sound of a small rabbit or some other kind of small animal in the hopes of distracting the bear and causing it to turn around and uh, give Dimple another chance of hiding from his from his hunter. Okay, can, so... Can, well... Was, so sorry, no, no, no. I was going to say, can I add something to that? Yeah, yeah, please. Can I... Rupert's going to see that Alan is casting this uh, this druidic charm spell. Um, and he's going to try and... He's going to attempt... He doesn't have it prepared, but he's going to attempt to cast Prestidigitation using his wizard's hat to produce the smell of a rabbit in the same location. Oh, homies with a combo. Very nice, guys. Love that's, it. Love that's it. absolutely inspired from you guys. That's a natural. I know. I was going to say. On the spell, so he achieves it. Re, you give your dice to Theo, so I'm not such in giving him mine. And Rupert, you can have mine. Okay. Thank you very much. So, as this sound of this rabbit and the smell, the bear sort of twists its head round, <laughs> sniffing on the air, which is whipping through here, still pretty intent on Dimple. But that sound of it scratching and sort of like the sound of um, small rabbit paws sprinting along the top of this edge. Lose something else. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do? Oh, God. He brought the mama bear and she's <laughs> ten times bigger. Chupacabra. Standing atop this ridge, bold and strong, far larger than her mother. You see an owl bear. I pause. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, oh, I love an owl bear. All right, then. 
Did, is this this bear's dad flying around as well? Is this what I'm supposed to be seeing. <laughs> family reunion. God damn it! God damn it! Oh All right. You told me an owl and a bear. Hey, it's Adam. to make this. My world. Um, Rupert, <laughs> oh my God. Rupert, Avon, and Alan. Can you all make me an animal handling check? Oh, God. I would like to use my inspiration for this, please. Huge. Man. Oh, I would as well, yeah, please. Okay. Have you got inspiration, Ray? Joe gave me his inspiration for his amazing character portrait. Ah. Yep. Certainly did. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And I'm going to use my inspiration for the previous... Um, the recap as well because I rolled a natural one on my first. It's so, oh, it's so, is that a D six? Yeah, for the for the normal every game. For the love of God, somebody help me! Uh, Twelve from Reaper. Twelve. Ten. So twenty-three, a twelve, <laughs> and a ten. Albert pokes its head down comes towards Avon and sniffs and nipping at her hair with its beak and the dad owl surveying his son his daughter (laughs) flying around and the mama bear sniffing at Dimple with the 23, this has skewed it a little bit. I rolled an 11 on the um, check for the owlbear to see if it's going to attack or not. I'm going to roll another one. And I'm going to make it a DC 12, the middle roll from Rupert, to see how this bear is going to react. Can I use... Can I cast a spell? You guys can all react how you'd like to react. This owlbear is currently nipping at Avon's hair. Is, is Avon on the floor? Um, she's sort of against the rock, sort of s- squatting a little, sinking slowly down mm. as the owlbear beaks further down. It w- I think that. Yes. No, I was going to say, is she, would you say she's more or less than three feet from the floor? Uh, I mean, she's only like five foot tall, and if she's on a bit of a squat, then I guess she's within three foot of the ground. Okay. Uh, above five, your eight. head. A disc of pure force appears as Rupert casts Tensor's floating disc directly above oh. your head. So, this is not how this is, this spell is supposed to be used. <laughs> no. This spell creates a circular horizontal plane of force, three feet in diameter, one inch thick. It floats three feet above the ground in an unoccupied space of your choice. The disc remains with the duration and can hold up to 500 pounds of weight. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. It's basically like a disc of force that you're supposed to use just for like carrying shit around. You put a lid on me, but basically. I'm putting a barrier between the Albert and you. Okay. If it's above you. Interesting. I'll let you guys all have a your say about how you'd like to react to this situation, and I'll adjust the DC based on what you're going to do. So that is that is Rupert. And he says, Avon, don't move. Stay crouched down." I think Remy will slowly draw Harold from his back. Okay. 
I think Alan will think turn Alan... and look over the situation and his hand reaching towards his tool belt, hovering over the potion of animal friendship, he's going to decide instead to allow nature to take its course and, you know, see see, see what's going to pan out here. Okay. And Dimple, you know, from his time in the circus, he's learned a lot of vocal exercises, a lot of breathing exercises. And once he's, you know, found his centre, he's calmed down, he mutters to himself the, uh, the spell, Speak with Small Beasts, which is a uh, racial spell due to his past of living in the misty forest or woods. I never remember if it's a forest or wood. Um because at the end of the day Dimple believes that he can sweet talk anyone and that Avon's is exactly what he's going to try and do Avon's hand is just going towards her sword hilt mm-hmm. it's almost like she doesn't believe in me What's I wonder why can you bring the speak uh, small beast ability out it is there it yeah is there. it is it's in the oh, chat communicate verbally or you know the information about the beast about the nearby locations, monsters, and also about and also about they have perceived in previous days. You might have the capability to persuade a beast from performing small favour for you. <laughs> I feel like that's if you went to talk to a rabbit or something. I'm not sure a brown bear is small. <laughs> Maybe you could talk to the dad beast. though. Or the owl. What's the range? I'm just maybe just. Maybe I call out in. I first call out in bear and no effect. I call out in owl bear, no effect. Call out in just owl. <laughs> and maybe the little guy hears me. We've got Avon and Remy drawing weapons. We've got Alan passively observing, We're letting nature take its course. We've got Rupert trying to protect Avon. You've got Dimple trying to speak with the owl. So, I'm going to adjust the DC based on your actions here. So it was 12. <laughs> Everyone wrong initiative. Oh, oh, no. No. <laughs> I rolled roll a, roll a 13. Thank you for listening to Autumn in the City. Please leave a review and a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. To get in touch, send us a paper bird to the dndbuffet at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. What's a gmail, Patrice? Is that a new style of armour? I must let Miss Francis know at once.